0: We have over 30 years of experience in the industry and are owners of the well-established design-build-remodeling company, Black Dog Builders, in Salem and Nashua, New Hampshire.
1: We're sitting down with industry professionals to tap into their experiences and insights so we can equip you with the tools you need to make your own project a success.
0: Hello and welcome back to Renovation Made Right. I am David Bryan. And I am Brenda Bryan. My sexy and beautiful (laughs) co-host.
1: I'm just giving you a look. Though. Yeah, you like, just did. Like, right. what? Yeah. I just, I don't know. Can I you just, just throw that out there. i trying to welcome you in there. Yeah. All yeah.
0: right. Um, trying and, trying uh, to get lucky. And today, today. <laughs> um, today Meryl we, is cringing. Uh, <laughs> today we are uh, talking about TMI, uh, backsplashes. Baby.
1: TMI. Okay. Yes. We're talking about backsplashes. Can we get on point? But this is not my
0: fault this is totally your fault not my fault come on so um, i think that our summer vacation projects that we talked about a little while ago have inspired this conversation around backsplashes and all the things you can do to make your backsplashes more exciting
1: it has and i have i've have just been so uh inspired by my own creativity <laughs> no I'm just kidding um no I, I as I said in one of the earlier episodes if you missed it you can always go back and listen to it it's what I did on my summer vacation but if you don't feel like listening to it and you just want to learn about backsplashes you can just listen to this show so um this summer I tiled for the first time a little DIY project on our summer house I did a a tile backsplash, and I was very excited. I chose a very simple tile. I chose a very simple layout, and um, I was able to do it myself. So it is something that your average person can do. I had never tiled before. I've done a lot of designing with tile, but we've always had a tile person do the work. And so this summer, in COVID, I had a little free time and decided to watch a lot of youtube videos and in fact taught myself how to do it and did it and i was very pleased with the with and it wasn't even a long project i want to say I, I mean it was a sort of an average size kitchen and it took me a day to tile it and a, and like 3 hours to grout it and yeah it wasn't uh, it wasn't onerous at all
0: no and it came out very professionally and it, and very it turned nice. out great yeah um, and that you also ended up doing um under cabinet lighting Did under cabinet lighting,
1: because you want to be able to see this great tile that you just put in, plus, you know, see the countertop. It helped a lot with the lighting in the kitchen.
0: Uh, But, you know, certainly um, tile's not the only thing you can do with a backsplash. There's lots of backsplash options.
1: Exactly. And that's one of the things that I want to talk about today. I'm going to start off talking about tile, um, because there are many, many kinds and designs, and if you go into any tile showroom, it's completely overwhelming, but so... I chose a ceramic tile to do myself because I knew I would not need a wet saw for it, right. um, which made it more simple. It's one of those things that you can score and snap or you just use tile nippers. So it was relatively straightforward. And um, it was just a, a brick pattern, basically, that I that I uh, laid, like subway tile. Essentially, it's a subway tile. And... Um, so it was very simple for me to lay out. Now, when you get into more complex things, it may not be something that you want to try on your first DIY. So in other words, if, if you're going to do something DIY, keep it super simple. Mm-hmm. Don't don't try to go crazy. Um, but if you're going to hire somebody else to do it, there are some amazing tiles that incorporate glass, that incorporate stone. Um,
0: and, and don't, by the way, feel compelled to do that because super simple can still have a big visual impact. Right? if you go yeah. from a non tiled backslash to a n- super simple tiled backsplash it's mm-hmm. still a huge visual difference yep
1: and you can do you can create more interest just like with a uh, um, you know a lot of people choose a coordinating grout so you don't really see the grout lines but you can also choose a grout that contrasts to your tile and right. actually add some visual interest that way as well so that is uh, that is a simple way to to approach it um, it does get you know, backsplashes are relatively small square footage, right? You know, I think uh, in my backsplash, there was like 22 or 25 Mm -hmm. square feet, something like that, plus a waste factor. And um, so when you're talking about... You know, seven, eight, ten dollars a square foot. That doesn't add up to a ton of money, right. which is nice. Right. Um, so you can get a little wow factor with not a lot of material cost there. Obviously, that if you have it professionally installed, there's going to be some some more significant cost there. But so let me
0: ask you on the uh, your opinion backsplash wise. So it's very common that uh, that if people are doing a stone countertop that they're gonna get a four inch backsplash as part of that stone countertop. Right. What's your feeling on whether a backsplash should run down to the counter or run down to a stone backsplash? Because I think in so many cases, um, maybe a client doesn't have, maybe a, a homeowner doesn't have an opportunity or, or budget wise to get that tile backsplash now. Maybe that's a second phase. Right. So do you feel, how, how do you feel about, you know, stone splash versus full tile?
1: So I think it usually looks better to run your counter your backsplash right down to the counter. I think it looks cleaner. Your tile backsplash. Your tile backsplash. Okay, so right? no
0: no four inch stone backsplash.
1: Well, again, if if this is a if this is a job where you're saying okay, I'm just going to do this now. I'm going to put the stone backsplash in. You can always take the stone backsplash off later. Okay. And there's actually, um, you know, in some in some applications where the wall runs off, it's not straight and true. Um, the the granite backsplash actually looks wonky, you know, like you can't bend
0: granite. Right, you can't curve it, right.
1: So if your wall is not perfect, um, the granite backsplash looks terrible to begin with. So tile can help solve those problems because it's a much smaller, I mean, it doesn't bend either, but usually the format is much smaller, and so you can actually curve a little bit to a wall.
0: Well, yeah, in addition to that, um, you made mention of the fact that there's not a lot of square footage involved, and so, so to chew up four inches limits maybe some of what you might want to right. do from a pattern or style perspective. Right? right. So letting giving yourself the whole expansive wall gives you more, I guess, options as it relates to right. selections and so forth.
1: And part of that depends on on what you have above it. So for instance, if you've got if you don't have wall cabinets above, say you've got you're talking about tiling just above your cooktop. And the cabinets run up higher. Well, then, yeah, four inches uh, is not going to make that much of a difference. But most cabinets come off the countertop only 18 inches. And so, if you're talking about 18 or sometimes even 15 inches, if you put a four-inch backsplash in, you're giving yourself very little room to do something interesting with the backsplash. So, so I'm suggesting, you know, you you could you could put something temporary down. Like if you didn't have the money and just you put granite in, you could actually just have a small piece of wooden. Sure, uh, sure, There is a backsplash just sort of as a placeholder and then, you know, take it out later and that way you're not spending the money on the, on the granite backsplash. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you know this is something that you're going to do in the future.
0: Right. What about other materials? I know, you know, uh, in our experience we've done varieties of other materials that are cool on the back of it. Like yep. we, we've done... Um, the same kind of panels you put in a tin ceiling, yep. we've done those. We've
1: done, yep, tin ceiling panels, which look really cool. Yep. And actually now the tin ceiling companies um, have pre-finished um, tiles. It used to be that it was just tin and tin rusts. And so you had to seal it, and you had to seal it really well, or it wasn't wasn't going to hold up. But now they're making them in materials that are already pre-finished, And they're designed for backsplashes Mm -hmm. so that they can take that kind of moisture issue. And those are really cool. You can Mm -hmm. do some really interesting things with them because the designs are neat. Um, And they come in a bunch of different colored finishes and, and, you know, uh, textures and uh, distressing and, you know, interesting things like that. Um, Beadboard. We've done a lot of beadboard backsplashes, which look really great. You are going to want a small... Wooden um, square backsplash to start that, mm-hmm. and then run the beadboard into it. Otherwise, just gunk gets in the beadboard, which you don't want. So it actually okay. has to be a little bit above the countertop. And let's just
0: talk a little bit about that because in, in our in our what we did in our summer vacation conversation, we started getting into the the connection between the backsplash and the countertop, mm-hmm. right? And that's really a pet peeve of mine, and it's a pet peeve of mine almost. Oh yeah, I cut you off in the last thing. You I did. Said, don't don't just, tell the right. The, and now it's right? my turn. The secret's good. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, and one of the things that uh, is a pet peeve is the that joint and the, the fact that anytime you Which have... Which joint? Okay, you got to clarify. Sure, the joint between the countertop and whatever your backsplash surface is, right. right? And whenever you have a 90 degree angle, especially of two different surfaces, so mm-hmm. drywall to, to stone or drywall to cabinetry or stone to cabinetry, you're going to have movement, so those things expand and contract at different rates and consequently move, right? Mm-hmm. Not, not in a way that our eye can pick up, but in a way that the materials can pick up, mm-hmm. right? So... It is very, very common if you hire a tiler or even if you tile yourself, the easiest and fastest thing to do is once the tile is set and you've come back and it's dried and you've come back to grout it, it's a whole lot easier just to grout every single joint there is, Mm -hmm. right, including the joint between the counter and the backsplash, right? So you're just pushing grout into all those holes Then you're taking your towel and you're wiping it down and then taking the haze off and you're you're, you're doing all of that. But what you've also done is taken – grout, which is essentially, even if you have um, an additive in the grout that makes it the, a little the, more the elastic. grout more flexible, right. even if you put that additive in, uh, it's still very, a very rigid surface, mm-hmm. right? And so when you have expansion contraction, grout does one of two things. It either cracks or it pops. Mm-hmm. And so it almost always does it at that joint between the counter and the backsplash. And and so you are always ending up in situations where you've got failed tile. Mm-hmm. So the solution. Well, it's not there, so much
1: the failed tile, it's the failed it's the failed that, grout. it's the failed grout right at that point. And unfortunately, because you're talking about wet surfaces, you have water that gets back into that crack, right. goes down behind the cabinets, gets into the wall, causes right. causes rot issues.
0: Absolutely. So yeah, there's, there's there are myriad problems, not the not the least of which is the fact that it also looks crappy. Right. right? Um, the same problem exists if you choose to put a wooden backsplash. Um, on a counter, which I think is a very attractive treatment. Mm -hmm. Um, But you have to be very cognizant of how you seal the edge of the counter that comes down in contact, the edge of the backsplash that comes down in contact with the counter, Mm -hmm. right? So making sure that you don't have a problem with the way – um, that those two materials meet each other because again expansion and contraction so you want something that'll be flexible like a caulk um, and making sure you have a seal so that when if when water does hit that backsplash, it doesn't get behind the finish and turn the wood black which is right. what will happen in most yeah. cases right yeah. um, so just a just an aside to think about whether and, and and you know if you are a homeowner hiring a professional don't presume that the spe- that the professional is going to caulk for you uh, and don't presume that they're going to they're gonna do whatever gets them in and out the fastest in most mm-hmm. cases. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you didn't buy color matching caulk, they're not going to say, oh, hey, lady, uh, I'll have to come back when you get the color matching caulk. They're going to go ahead and grout it. Right.
1: right? And and by the way, it, if you go to buy tile um, and they're, and you're choosing your your grout color, make sure you always buy color matched caulk. Because all the, the grout manufacturers make color ma- matched caulk. It'll blend right in. When it's all dry, it's going to look exactly the same color. But it will solve that, uh, that problem. Exactly. And any, any good Tyler installer knows that as well. Um, but if, you, if you're providing the material and you haven't provided that, they're not necessarily going to slow down their day.
0: Right. So one other thing to talk about in the context of um, backsplashes is, is I think we would be remiss if we were talking, to, talking about how the, in, how the mechanicals in your house interact with the backsplash, meaning like electrical typically, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's often something that you have to work around. Right. So thinking about your electrical, especially as it relates to thinking about your backsplash, if, if you're doing a full remodeling project, you're going to incorporate a backsplash, thinking about how those switches and receptacles mm-hmm. will impact your project right. are meaningful. Because we don't have to have receptacles on the wall. There are options. We can have pop-up receptacles on the countertop. You can have receptacles uh, up underneath up under the, the cabinets. There are multiple options. Because every time you have one of those devices in the wall, you essentially have to tile around it, right? right? And if you're choosing a pattern, that can make the pattern break up. It can make it a little more complex. It, maybe it just makes it uglier than you'd like it to be.
1: Right. And I think that's usually the biggest issue. It's not necessarily complexity of tiling around a, a, a uh, box, an electrical box. But it's just, you know, if you've chosen this really pretty, in some cases, tile can be crazy expensive, you know, like $50, $60 a square foot, that kind of thing for, for you know, elaborate stone patterns. And you're spending that much, and now you've got to put an electrical outlet right in the middle of it. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, the 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 point there is a little forethought and a little planning, and talking to your contractor, or your designer, mm-hmm. m- will probably get you a better outcome than it might have you otherwise. Right. Not exactly. Thought about. Sure.
1: One one kind of backsplash that I have not talked about, and I haven't seen in a while, but. Um, but I just remembered it because, you know, COVID, I've been binge watching things. And um, and I finally got around to watching The Sopranos. So um, <laughs> I know, right? Um, so uh, one, one backsplash that they had was uh, mirrored backsplash, which is kind of 90s and sounds kind of tacky. But I will tell you that I have used it upon occasion in really small... Um, galley kitchens Mm -hmm. and it really opens up the space and it looks great you can do under cabinet lighting it throws all that light out um it makes the space feel much deeper than it otherwise would and it can look fantastic and And, not not
0: glitzy and weird and if you're in the sopranos and there's a guy that's coming behind you to kill you'll know you could see in the mirror yeah exactly so it could save your (laughs) life so it's multi multi, multi, multi multi-purpose so All right, so I think we have probably beaten the, to- the, uh, the backsplash topic to death. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we get mm. off the, uh, the, the subject for the for now? No,
1: I think we're good. Uh, we've gotten the Sopranos in. I don't really think there's anything left to say.
0: Our life is complete. Yep. So uh, you have been listening to Renovation Made Right. If you are enjoying this, please uh, hit subscribe. And if you've got some comments or questions, uh, please send those along. We'd love to uh, to help out with any of your questions. And you, uh, we appreciate you being with us. I am David Bryan. And I am Brenda Bryan.
1: Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes on our website, renovationmaderight.com, and follow us on social media at Renovation Made Right. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you like the show, leave us a review.